Will you bow your heads as we pray? Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this day that you made, and we pray for the ability to always rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, Lord, each day that we have is, is another day closer to your return. Uh, and we just pray that as we get ready to start a sermon series called Getting Ready for Jesus, Lord, that you would turn our hearts to you in everything that we do, whether we, we speak a word or, or whether we do an action uh, in loving kindness, we just ask that you would just guide our thoughts, our words, and deeds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, praise team. I'll let you have a seat. You as a congregation can go ahead and have a seat also. And um, is it okay to turn on the overhead lights for just a little bit? Because I want to be able to see hands. We're going to do a little bit of a participation sermon for at least a, uh, the first part of the message. Um, who's already started singing Christmas carols at home? Yeah. Uh, when did you start? September. Yes. That's the way it is in the Fenske home also. Why? Because my little girl loves to sing songs, and she's heard Christmas music, and, and so the ones that we were singing around the house were Hark the Herald Angels Sing. We were singing Away in the Manger, but her favorites, unfortunately, are We With You, A Merry Christmas, and she goes, Mus. Uh, and it's just been a lot of fun to just see her light up. Uh, but we've been preparing and making preparations for Christmas all the way since September. Who's already got their tree out right now? Yeah. When did you put it out? September, right? <laughs> if you were smart, you put your lights out in September also because it's, it's a lot warmer. Um, what other things do you do? Oh, one, one thing I wanted to show you. We, we are in the middle of a, a kitchen remodel uh, and a home remodel, and so we don't have a lot in the way of decorations. This year, this is our, our one and only decoration, and I swiped it. Um, because Davy was downstairs. Anyway, so we got this nice fancy crutch, and we were getting ready to put that out as a manger scene, and then she wanted to, she goes, I push you, I push it. Uh-oh, this is the one that she wanted, okay? The little pole one, and we're gonna kinda get you a picture of it on the screen. All right, and then so you can put the little angel on it, and then when you push it, it lights up and it sings the song uh, Away in the Manger. And she'd just been playing with this uh, all month long. What do you do to get ready for Christmas? Just throw some things out. All right, raise a hand so that I know you're talking. Okay, yep, in the back. What do you do? Get your Christmas tree. What else? Over here. Put up the lights. Bake cookies. I loved Vicar Schaefer. He's not here, is he? Okay, he can't defend himself. I asked him his response, and he goes, eat, practice eating so that he can beat Santa in eating cookies. So, whatever. Uh, anyone else? Yeah. I didn't hear that. A little louder. Gingerbread houses. Nobody goes shopping? Yeah. Black Friday. Black, Black Friday shopping. Thank you very much, Calvin. Appreciate that. Here's a couple of examples of words uh, that our staff and some others do. We put the lights up, we bake, we sing carols, shopping. Uh, you have to get batteries also for your, your toys. Uh, you count down to Christmas. You take a family picture. You blow your budget. All those things uh, that you end up doing as you get ready, as you get ready for Christmas. Okay. What about, not just Christmas, but what about when a baby comes? <laughs> Today is the third anniversary where my daughter came to live 
uh, with us, so it's kind of a fun day. Uh, you should have seen me the day that she came. We, we had two car seats, and they were still in the boxes, okay? And we had to go drive and pick up our daughter. And when I got there, the, the car seat was still in the box, and I had never installed a car seat in my life. And I'm like, not my proudest moment. Um, okay, before we go, can someone show me how to put this car seat in the back? Because I want to be able to get back quickly. Uh, and the gentleman that was there uh, helped me out. So what do you do when you're getting ready for a baby? If you've had the opportunity, what are some things maybe moms have done or dads have done to get ready for a baby? Decorate the nursery. Anything else? Yep. How do you know about getting ready for a baby? Are you a big sister? All right, so you've watched like the, you know, the babies around. So what do you do to get ready for a baby in your house? Crib. All right, I heard a crib. Anybody doctor appointments and, and load up on Pampers? And wipes. Don't forget the wipes. Anyone else? Yeah, Emily, all the way in the back. Have a baby shower? Okay. Yeah, so here are some other thoughts that we're, as we're getting ready for, for a baby. Cleaning, right? You got to get a car seat. You got to have lots of onesies, maybe. Uh, strollers, bibs. You're probably praying, especially if you're a first-time parent. Lord, help. Don't let me do anything that's going to cause this little one to not be around too long. Uh, get some Tylenol, diapers, uh, and the like. So those are some things that we do to get ready for a baby. What do we do to get ready for Jesus? Yeah. You pray. Okay. What other things? Who, who here believes that Jesus is coming back? All right. Who here believes that Jesus is coming back in this lifetime? The hands were a little slower. Did you see that? We're supposed to be ready as though Jesus could come back right now. He's going to say, Sean, I got the message from here on out. Uh, he could come back at any moment. So we need to be ready. And that's what we're going to do is we're going to start talking a little bit about getting ready for Jesus. Uh, there was a town that was told in the scriptures that Jesus was going to be coming. The Messiah was going to be coming through that town. Any idea what town that was? We just sang about it. Bethlehem. Yes. And uh, we're going to uh, play a, a song now from a, a group called Casting Crowns. It's a different take on the old little town of Bethlehem song. Uh, and I'm just going to invite uh, our, our media team uh, to go ahead and put this song on. It might be on the screen here. So just watch these words with me. All right. Giant star lights up the sky 
And while you're lying in the dark, the shine's an everlasting light. For the king has left his throne and is sleeping in a manger tonight, tonight. Bethlehem, would you have missed while you were sleeping? For God became a man and stepped into your world today. Oh, Bethlehem, you will go down in history as a city with no room for its key while you were sleeping. you were sleeping Mary shivers in the cold trying to keep the Savior warm Born among the animals wrapped in dirty rags because there was no room for him he came to say, Oh Bethlehem, would you have missed while you were sleeping? For God became a man and stepped into your world today. Oh Bethlehem, you will go down in history as a city with no room for its key while you were sleeping. While you were sleeping United States of America Looks like another silent night As we're sung to sleep by philosophies That save the trees and kill the children While we're lying in the dark, there's a shout heard across the eastern sky. For the bridegroom has returned and has carried his bride away in the night, in the night. America, what will we miss while we are sleeping? Jesus come again and leave us slumbering where we lay. America, will we go down in history as a nation with no room for its king? Will we be sleeping? Will we be sleeping? United States of America looks like another silent night.
that song always gets me ready for for Advent and absolutely wrecks me. It wrecks me because I realize the way I live my life and the way you probably live your life also, uh, at times we wonder, have we made preparations? Have we made any room for King Jesus? And the readings today talk about the very simple fact that none of us should make any assumptions at all about Jesus's return other than the fact that he is coming. And, and this song, it, it has a, a, a theology that talks about Jesus coming in, in the thick of the night and taking his church away and then leaving the rest of us to sleep, but that's not the way it's going to work. Jesus is coming. He's coming back. He's not going to leave us slumbering where we lay. Some of us are going to have the opportunity to see Jesus face to face and, and go, Lord, we've been waiting for so long. Thank you for all you've done. And others are going to go, you're real. And it's going to be the end of them. Absolutely just wrecked. We can't make any assumptions about God, our Heavenly Father, other than the fact that he loves us so much that he sent what well, was a little baby, <clears throat> Jesus, to a town that had been told over and over and over and over again that you're the one who's going to have the Messiah come through it. And they were asleep when he got there. Let's not be that town. In today's gospel lesson, we're reminded that Jesus does intend to, re does intend to return. God has no intention of telling us when it is because he's the sovereign Lord. He's the one that is the king of kings, and he has the right to come back when he wants. But our God is a patient God, and he's going to wait until the time is right just for him when he comes on back. He cautions us against getting so wrapped up in everyday preparations for things that may not matter all that much. He cautions us about that. But he doesn't say don't, don't have fun, don't do life. He doesn't say it's wrong to go and, and celebrate with your families or, or to go give gifts. Just remember who the, the real reason is, is what he tells us. Don't get wrapped up in the everyday minutiae. But at the same time, he says, don't take your eyes off of me because I'm coming. I'm coming. That's what he's telling us. Are, are, are we ready? Who here is ready for Jesus to come back right now? Yeah. Everybody's hand should be up. Why? You've all been baptized. Every single one of you that is a believer in Christ that has been baptized, you've already been prepared for the king's return. The king is not coming back in, as a little bitty baby. No, he was the wounded one who is now risen and living and resurrected. He is coming back and he's going to take us back to be with him in paradise. And we have that opportunity to go, yes, Lord, you've made all the preparations. You've got everything ready. That's what John 14 is all about. You've made a mansion for me. But that's also what we have in terms of our reading for Isaiah. And I just want to talk a little bit about the good news of Jesus coming back. We have this beautiful phrase where it talks about 
God coming back on a holy mountain, when Christ returns to, to reign over all, the nations are going to stream to one destination. It's going to be God's way, and it's going to be God's dream of unity. The nations are no longer going to point their swords at each other. Instead, they're going to be curled into gardening tools. It's going to be for the collective caretaking of the earth. The whole earth are going to be working for God's creation once again. The nation, the Christian nation, is going to be united and serving our Heavenly Father in a world that is free from sin. That's what we get to look forward to. That's the hearts that we say, Lord, thank you for doing that. Prepare my heart for that reality. Prepare my heart for the fact that you're coming back. You've made all the preparations. But Lord, I know people that do not know you. And you have me on this planet for a reason to worship you, and to help others to worship you. And that's what our mission is as Christians. We get to worship our Lord and help other people to worship him. Because who here knows somebody that doesn't know Jesus? Yeah. Frankenmuth. Oh, Frankenmuth. Let's not be caught sleeping. When Jesus does return, let's, let's tell our friends, let's, let's help our friends know who Jesus is. How do we do that? We, we point to Jesus in, in every aspect of our life. We, we, we are the ones who've been prepared, right? We, we live our life and our thoughts and our words and our deeds in such a way that says Jesus matters, Jesus came, and Jesus is coming back. That's, that's what we get to do. And, and we get to pray and, and, and support one another. And we get to tell our, our friends and families that do not know him, the real reason for the season. We get to tell them why Jesus came. Because this world was lost in sin. Just absolutely outright cut off from its creator. And Jesus needed to come to make it right. And he's coming back to say, it's, it's all right. And we want you there also. So if you raised your hand, my prayer is that this Advent season, as you're making preparations, as you are getting ready for Jesus uh, every day, that you are praying, Lord, if there is somebody that does not know you, would you put them in my path so that, that they too uh, can come to know you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, just continue to change lives. You and I, we do not need to be afraid. There are people who do need to be afraid. Those that do not know him in our hearts and our thoughts and our prayers go out for him. And so what I'm going to invite you to do now is I want to sing the last refrain of a little town of Bethlehem because it doesn't just end with a town that's asleep. It ends with a prayer. And I want to sing it all together as a way of preparing our hearts, as a way of recognizing that our hearts are prepared. And so why don't you go ahead and stand with me? And we're going to sing the last verse of a holy child or, or a little town of Bethlehem together. All right, we'll do it a cappella style. Ready? Here we go. O holy child of Bethlehem, Oh, uh-huh. 
Heavenly Father, that's our prayer. Help us live it. Help us love others in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated.